Mendy here from the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome, players, to the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. This is the fantasy football show that we can recover our onside kick. D-Mendy here, the people's host. John Vettinen, he's there, fresh off his dynasty draft. How's it going, buddy? Always well. Got all Raiders. <laughs> you, you, uh, you drafted... Uh, your boy Henry Ruggs with the yeah, uh, third overall pick, right? You'll hear about him later. You'll hear about him oh, later. Foreshadow, I like it. And then we got Eric Mendelson, the king of crashing kayaks. How many times did you uh, hit someone's kayak today? Uh, zero, because I actually kayaked with a good person that kept up, unlike you. Now you just always go slanted and bump into people. I think you did it like six times when we went. It's because you can't keep up, rookie. Joining us this week, he's a health teacher at Kenwood High School. Goals keepers coach for the women's team at the Goucher College, a graduate of Wesley College where he played four years in goal and led his team to the only championship in the school's history in 2004. The biggest Ravens fan I know, but still does not own a Lamar Jackson jersey. We welcome in Chris Mattern. How's it going, man? It's all good, buddy. Thanks for having me on. And that is weird that you found that much information. Especially dude, that I, 2004 I, championship. Like, that's dude, crazy. Have you not read your deep dive on the uh, Goucher website? No, I haven't. That's funny. I haven't even seen my own profile on there. I'll have to check oh, it yeah, out. Dude. Yeah, dude. They got, like, everything about your, like, history through college and all that. It's kind of interesting. Oh, wow. All right. That's good stuff. Well, now we learn David's a stalker. I guess. Yeah. And, I, hey, by the way, I just purchased, over Coronacation, a white Lamar jersey. I was wondering, I was like, man, when are you going to be a believer? Because you were kind of hesitant in the beginning. Well, I had to wait for that sale on NFL shop. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we got a good show planned for everybody today. Uh, we have Chris Mattern on. He's a big fantasy guy. He has a lot of good insight, especially on a lot of Ravens that you should keep an eye on. So we're going to talk about that. But in the huddle, we have bold predictions. Each of our guys here are going to give you their top three bold predictions for the season. Some may make you laugh. Some may make you cry. But these picks are bold for a reason, and I'll either hope that they go right, or if they go wrong, then hopefully no one listens to that part and they'll just get buried. But after our team previews, we have our question of the week. What is the worst thing your significant other could ask you while you're watching your favorite football team play? And finally, our game of the week we reveal at the end of the show. But first, let's go to our news and notes. Well, that was a great interview with Brandon Bostic. Certainly has a, a bright future ahead of him uh, coaching in Arizona, and we wish him all the best. Uh, thank you for joining Triple Play Fantasy. Uh, we'll be back next week. News and notes. Antonio Brown might be retiring. On Twitter today, AB says, and I quote, Is it time to walk away? i done everything in the game. At this point, the risk is greater than the reward. Thank you, everyone who've been part of this journey. I sincerely thank you for everything life goes on, 84. I came, saw, I conquered, mission complete, call God. So, Matter, and you'll appreciate this because I read it 
and I had to like put in periods because it was literally a complete run-on sentence, the whole thing. He literally writes kind of like the kids that we teach. Oh, my God. It's probably better. He'd probably be valedictorian. but <laughs> So my thought, I'm going to start with you, Eric. Is A.B. really done? Is this it? I think he's done, and not only because he wants to, because there's just so many hurdles that he has to jump through. He has a bunch of cases pending. Um, he has litigation, I believe, with the Raiders and Patriots. He's on the wrong side of 30. By the time he would even come back, it would be about a year since he's played. If he didn't get any suspension, uh, I just think his days are over. And I'm surprised he didn't say Himothy in that tweet because that's he says that all the time. Does he really? Yeah. Look it up. That's like his album name. Oh, my God. John, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I saw this and I was surprised that you added it to the news and notes because it's kind of like if I said I was retiring, like nobody wants me, like nobody's reached out to him. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I retire from the NFL. You've heard it here first. <laughs> Matter what your thoughts. Career. I mean, the guy's so crazy that I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's a possibility that he might pull a Gronk. You know, it, it, it's one of those things where I, I could see a team that, you know, is is maybe on the a bubble of making the playoffs. Maybe it's a weak division, um, you know, and they see an opportunity to, to snatch up a guy that may be able to put him over the top where they think, hey, you know, what's the risk reward here? I mean, I could see a team – kind of leads in the little segue into my bold predictions later but keep an eye out for the jets oh some nice foreshadow from there do you okay so do you guys think i kind of the first thing that came to my mind was the whole conor mcgregor thing where he says he retires and then like a month later he says he unretires well we already I, did that well i feel like this is just another one of those instances like in a month he'll be like putting out a workout video and be like who wants me type of thing but I guess the difference is people want Conor McGregor to fight. I haven't seen a lot of interest in signing Antonio Brown since he left the Pats. I hope he does this like two more times, and then I think he'll have like the record for most retirements. Fair enough. Let's leave it there. Let's move to our next bit of news here. The Kansas City Chiefs, the world champs, who beat the San Francisco 49ers. And Houston Texans rookies <laughs> uh, are reported to camp today. According to NFL Network's Tom Pulisero, the players are going to be taking COVID tests the first two days. The first day they go, they get to take the test, they go home. The second day, they take the test, and if there's a negative again, then they get to actually work out, take their physicals, and move into team activities. Rookies for both teams are required to report according to the CBA, um, but they're technically behind in a lot of the testing. And, and my thoughts when I read this is that Roger Goodell is treating this like summer reading. And that he, everybody's waiting till last minute to start doing the summary that they had to do on the book they were supposed to read. And now that now they're starting to try to last minute figure out all this testing stuff. And I think it's really not a good look for football, and it's not a good chance that the season's going to actually happen the way we think it's going to happen. So, Matt, I want to start with you for this question. Do you think football is going to start on time, and do you think we'll get a normal regular season? So it's funny because – when I was thinking about my bold predictions this week, I was actually going to put for one of my bold predictions that football won't make it past like week six or week eight, but I don't really think that's that bold. I mean, I think that, I think it's a real pot. If you look at some of the other sports, um, you know, I know that they're smaller sports compared to the NFL because the NFL is king, but you've had sports around the world that have had to cancel contests and whatnot, um, you know, games, uh, put leagues on hold, things like that. And I, and I think it's a real possibility for this. 
I mean, and you're just and those if you think about it, those are smaller teams. I mean, you're asking, you know, going into training camp with what seventy some, maybe eighty some. I, I don't know what the new CBA has, but you know, it's seventy plus guys. I think it's a real possibility that that either the league gets started and then they have to shut it down, or maybe we don't even get to that first game. It's a scary thought, but it's a very realistic thought. Um, Eric, what are your thoughts? Uh, great comparison. I'll build you up with that compliment, and then I'll let our listeners know again that you cried during the Super Bowl. But to your <laughs> point, the NFL hasn't handled anything in the past well. I'm not really surprised. And they've they've had the benefit of time because MLB and NBA and NHL were all going on. This happened right after the Super Bowl. So they've had time to prepare, and the fact that they don't even have these tests ready – I mean, I, I'm, I'm like Mattern said, I'm kind of scared that we're not going to see a full season or if anything at all. John, are you an optimist? Um, no, I've been really pessimistic about it. I mean, the NBA just like retested all their players and, and none of them tested positive, but that's only 300 people and they can like sequester in a hotel. Uh, you know, the NFL can't really put all their players in a hotel or even have them play in the same sort of complex because you can't play you know, 16 games a week on two or three fields even. It it just isn't feasible like it is for basketball. So I think that's where the issue is going to come into is a lot lot more like moving parts for the NFL because they have more players and they have to travel and they have to do all this other stuff that, you know, baseball and, you know, basketball, they can just sort of keep them under lock and key in Disney World or wherever they're at. Yeah, I, I think we're in a pessimistic kind of point right now. And I think we're all on the same boat here in that the NFL should have had some better plan in place a lot sooner. And right now they're kind of feeling the effects of it with all the things. I think JJ Watt tweeted something out of like the list of things that they have to do to be able to play. And you're like, they haven't done any of those things. And so but I think they addressed the Jersey swaps at the end of games. <laughs> yeah. The very important stuff. <laughs> Let's move to our last bit of news here, the NFL reduced the number of preseason games it's seeking to be played to one in 2020. And the latest proposal was instead of the two that was originally proposed, the Players Association is not having two preseason games. So right now what the plan would be is that it would take place the week of August 27th, the third week of the normal preseason, and then the, the NFL teams would have two weeks to get ready for the regular season. John, I'll start with you for this question. Any preseason games if there's a season? No, just call them off. It, it's silly. <laughs> Matter? It just, the, the fans don't want to watch. The players don't want to play. It, it's really just in there for, you know, five people who might make the roster. But, you know, that, that should be done in practice anyway. It's not like one big game really solves anything. That's fair. Matter, what are your thoughts? Uh, I actually agree with John. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, you figure most teams coming into the preseason, I mean, like right now, it doesn't matter what NFL team you pick, they know 90% of what their roster is going to be right now. Um, so if you're just looking for those last couple guys, I mean, you're talking special teams guys and whatnot, maybe a couple backups, you know, um, you know, it, it, is it unfortunate for some of those guys whose careers might come to an end because of this? Sure. But I mean, at the end of the day, like like John said, like nobody wants to watch those. I mean, uh, you know, I've Raven season tickets and like for years, everybody's saying, why do I have to pay for this? Like, you know, when I go to sell them, I sell them for like 10 bucks a piece, <laughs> you know, so. Eric, are you do you feel the same as those two? Yeah, I mean, they canceled the 
Hall of Fame game and two preseason games like a month ago. They're talking about dropping two to one. Just like get rid of it. It's what's the point of having one game? You know, get prepared for the season. Make sure that there's everything that you have to do. Like they said, there's a few guys that are trying out for special teams, but if people get sick and get COVID, they'll probably have that job anyway. So good point. And with that, I'm going to transition us. Do you guys like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button right now. You want to hear more triple play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball show that you can also check out anywhere you find your podcasts. And while you're there, how about being that cool kid in school? Leave us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on our social media at Trip Play Fantasy. Help us grow this beautiful plant you put on your windowsill and keep providing you with that funny and informative content. Eric runs all our social media, provides great daily questions, annoying gifts, and weekly episode drops. Lastly, tell a friend about us, which makes sure you describe us as 96% funny, 98% analytical, and 100% sexy, because that's facts. And if they don't want to listen after that, then you need to get new friends. But it starts with you, the listener. Thank you for your listens each and every week. And now, some bold predictions. So, we have, we're going to assume we have a season with these bold predictions. So, things can get wacky. Things are always weird. Things are always different every single year when we have, when you're bold, okay? Like we said in the beginning, you may laugh, you may cry. Uh, the point is, we want you to be bold. We want you guys to put, basically, just wear it, put something out there that most people aren't talking about, all right? So, this is... This is the type of stuff where no one's going to judge you from whatever you say here because, again, it's a bold prediction. So I want to start with our guest, Matter, and give us your first bold prediction for this 2020 season. Well, you know i got to lead off with the Ravens. <laughs> I was coming. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so we got a little fantasy tie-in, um, you know, but had a great season last year, breakout year, um, one in my jersey collection, you know. But I think the man, Mark Andrews, better known as Mandrews, okay, is going to lead all tight ends in receiving this year. Ooh, okay. wow. Okay. All tight ends. So pick him up, you know, leave Kelsey wherever he's, whatever he's doing. He's probably <laughs> partying with Gronk somewhere. Okay. <laughs> but um, justification for this. So Mandrews, Kate was top five in the league in receiving. So you would say, you know, well, that's not that bold of a prediction. Finished about 300 yards back. Um, but on average, he, he got about 6.5 targets a game, um, which was anywhere from one, one and a half, even up to two and a half behind some of the guys in front of him. Um, and I think with trading Hayden Hurst to the Falcons, our other tight end, Nick Boyle is more of a blocking back. He'll catch a pass every now and then. Um, but I really think this, that with the trade Boyle being the block, I think it's just going to increase his targets. And, you know, Lamar loves those, those quick hitters. Um, and, and he's so dangerous in the, in the red zone anyway. I mean, Andrews had 10 um, receiving tight ends, most of which came um, in the red zone anyway. So, yeah, that's my bold prediction number one. Mandrews leading the league in receiving tight ends anyway. Not receiving. Tight ends are receiving. So you're not worried because you were the one that uh, actually mentioned what you had told me on another podcast where you said you think Devin Duvernay is going to be the real deal. Do you think that the emergence of him and then Hollywood Brown in year two, that that could potentially cut into his targets and that might be a problem? No, I don't think so because the Ravens have always been 
you know, they love to run out of two tight end sets and whatnot. I mean, we, we traditionally have more tight ends on the field anyway, get the tight ends more action. It's just been John Harbaugh style since he's been here. Um, you know, even if you go back a couple of years, you know, Pitta, um, he, you know, there's, there's always been quality tight ends that definitely get the ball. Um, and, you know, I, I think that if anything, it might help him because if you really think about it last year, we had a basically one and a half leg in Hollywood running around the field. <laughs> um, you know, so it was pretty much Lamar, Mark Andrews and, the, and then the run game, you know, where I think if you can add another receiver to that mix and a healthy, fully healthy Hollywood Brown, I, I just feel like he's going to get more action. Okay, yeah, I, like I actually, that. I actually don't think that's crazy because you said he was top five, but he only played like forty-one percent of snaps. My only concern is it seems like every week going into the matchup that he's questionable, and he ends up playing. But I know that there were a few games he left early because of nagging injuries. Yeah, he did pick up a couple injuries. Um, you know, there was rumors that he wasn't a hundred percent going in the playoff game because he got banged up. Um, you know, in Cleveland towards the end of the year, but. Um, you know, and of course, all these are if somebody stays healthy or not. Right. I think as long as he stays healthy, he plays, you know, 15, 16 games. I think he's got I, I think it's very possible that he could lead the league and and um, or lead tight ends and receiving. I like it because I think everybody assumes it's always Kittle and Kelsey. It's just one, two. And like no one's even putting I think Andrews, I think the earliest I've seen him is three. And that's like the absolute highest from most people. So I like that to start off the bold predictions. Eric, what's your first one? My first one is Drew Brees will be the number one fantasy QB. Oh, that's a ton. Uh, wow. Uh, okay. It's when we had Elvin on, who is a Saints fan, he even said, you know, everybody knows that this is Drew Brees' last season. Uh, he has Emmanuel Sanders, who's probably his best number two wide receiver for fantasy in years. He started 10 games last year and was the number two QB when healthy. He finished his last four games with 15 touchdowns and zero interceptions. And you look at his schedule, plays Tampa Bay twice, potential shootouts, Falcons twice, potential shootouts, Packers, 49ers, Chiefs, and Vikings. I think there's going to be a lot of high-scoring games, and I think if this is his last season, he'll probably sit out if they've won a close game and they'll put in Winston, but I think he's going to give it his all this year. I have an alternate bold take that's not part of mine is he gets benched for Winston. <laughs> you, John, John, honestly, what quarterbacks are safe besides like Mahomes and Lamar? What, what quarterback is safe from not getting benched? <laughs> no one. That's my fourth, uh, my on record for a fourth benching. <laughs> the backup QB whisperer has spoken. John, what's your first bold prediction? Uh, I alluded to it at the beginning. I alluded to it in our AFC West uh, preview. Henry Ruggs is going to be a top 15 wide receiver. Um, no, he's going to get benched. Rudin's going to have something to prove that this is his guy. Like I said, you know, he's, he's tired of hearing people say, oh, he should have uh, done Judy, should have done Lamb. You know, he's going to create offense for Ruggs, if only to prove himself right. And he's shown he can take slants to the house, just short slants in Alabama, and just burn – and if there's anything Derek Carr loves, it's a short slant that isn't actually hard for him to do, but lets the receivers do the work. <laughs> do you think they're going to use him in a Tyree Kill type of fashion? I don't even I don't know if they can get super creative with it, but like I said, like sometimes he's so fast, just an easy slant with having you know a, a different you know route combination or something like that, and it'll it'll start paying. 
Yeah, I mean, if you I look think it's at it, open up too with the running game. I think the running game in Oakland. Or Oakland. Here we go. And, uh, <laughs> I think this is gonna be just. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be top three in the league. So I, I could see, especially with the addition of Lynn Bowden Jr., the offensive weapon. <laughs> see, that's only <laughs> only real Raiders fans know Lynn Bowden Jr. <laughs> um, that's a solid pick. I'm gonna go my first one here, and you know, I got to start off with my Chiefs. And good old Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Clyde the Glide. I've been saying this all over social media. He's going to be a top seven PPR back and a top 10 standard back. Um, people are scared that he's coming in with Damian Williams. But I first want to start out people concerned about his carries, that he's too small. He's the exact same height and weight as Maurice Jones-Drew. So he's a big, small back. Um, and at LSU last year, he was second in all of college football in catches. So this guy can catch the football out of the backfield. And Andy Reid has already gone on record to say that he's better than Brian Westbrook before he's even played a snap. So to me, if your coach gives you confidence and then Patrick Mahomes texted our GM, Brett Veach, before the draft and said, I want Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and we picked him up for Patrick Mahomes, I can't imagine that the Chiefs are not going to use a first-round pick Wanting, wanted from Patrick Mahomes that he's not going to be heavily involved early on. And everybody thinks Damian Williams is a god, but if in the regular season he has a 3.8 yards per carry average. His playoff Damian, that's different. The regular season he's very average. And the other backups on the team are DeAndre Washington, Daryl Williams, and Darwin Thompson. So um, I'm not exactly thinking they're going to be very much competition for him. And if you look at the history of Andy Reid with running backs, Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Charles, Kareem Hunt, all these guys are the guy in his backfield. So he's going to give it to him as, as the guy. And then the last bit of note, if you look since 2015, all the first-round running backs that have been taken, Todd Gurley, Zeke, Leonard Fournette, CMC, Saquon Barkley, Sony Michelle and Josh Jacobs. All these guys have been really solid or exceptional players and have made a huge impact their rookie season. So I feel really confident that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be that next big back that's going to give you a lot of value, and you can get him in the second or third round, and he'll give you first-round production. Uh, Damian Williams is a god. That's all I have to say, especially in any sort of playoffs, fantasy, or real. Well, you can think that, but... I'm, I know when I draft that I'm going to reach to go get him in all my drafts because I think he's going to be giving you RB1 production. Let's be real. Damian Williams should have been Super Bowl MVP. Oh, that's a separate discussion. <laughs> I think you're just salty still, but that's fine. Um, you're ugly. <laughs> again, no relevance. But Keeping you look, it to the numbers. I like it, guys. Have you looked in the mirror lately? Anyway. One last thing I will you say. You know you look very similar. You're related. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you insulted me. You're insulting yourself, Eric. But the last thing I will say, and then we'll move to our next one. The, if you look at Zeke's rookie season, Kyle Edwards-Lair has a top five offensive line just like Zeke has. Zeke in his first year had a 64.5 percentage of the carries of the team, and he still had 1,600 yards and 15 touchdowns. So to say that if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got two shares of the touches and that Damian Williams still got a, a third of them, why can't he do? Why can't he do part like close to that? Or why can't he do two thirds of that? Well, because he's not as good as Ezekiel. Okay, so but let's say okay, so he had 16, 1,600 yards and fifteen touchdowns. So what if he has 
1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's still a first-round pick. I, I mean, I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm not as high on him as you are, but, I mean, you're also riding with your uh, your boys. So Acting like Matt Moore is not going to be starting by week nine. <laughs> no. <laughs> only if, if that's not a real cool. prediction for me. Yeah. <laughs> John, we need to hang out at David's again. That's, that's when Mahomes got hurt. Yeah, that's true. You guys are not welcome here. All right, let's move to our next one. Matter, start off with your second bold prediction. All right, so my second bold prediction, I got Edwards Hilaire. He's going to come into training camp, and he's going to take Brittany from Patrick Mahomes, and then that's going <laughs> to shut down everything. It's gonna yes! Be a triangle in the Chiefs. That's going to be it. Big Andy's not going to know how to handle it, and season's over. But I'd feel bad for him if he took Brittany. Book it. No one wants her. That's true. Yeah, that that is true. You know, you know, she's never mind. But anyway, um, so I was talking about the Jets earlier. The Jets will win the AFC East. That is my bold prediction. That's a hot take. That is. Yep. Jets will win the AFC. So here's how I see it. Last year, you look at the start of their season. Absolute train wreck. Everybody wants out. People are quitting in the middle of games, everything else. Okay. Um, Sam Darnold. You know, sick in the beginning of the year. I really think that this guy with a full preseason, um, I think with a or full season, excuse me, um, <laughs> since we're not obviously not going to have a preseason this year. Um, with a full season, I think to really just just turn them around a little bit. I think that division is so weak this year now that Tom Brady is gone, and I don't care that Cam Newton's there. Cam Newton has not successfully played any football in about a year and a half. Um, so I think that that division is wide open. I think Darnold takes the next step. And if you look at the Jets at the end of last year, they won six of their last eight to end the season. Okay, one of the hottest teams Ooh, to close okay. out the season. Now, granted, if you look at the records of some of those teams they've beaten, not so great. And they got curb stomped <laughs> by the Ravens in like week 15. Um, but that's my that's my bold prediction number two. Jets take the AFC East. Uh, I'd like it if Adam Gase wasn't the head coach. That's my only concern. <laughs> Adam Case is literally the biggest problem with that prediction. I think they have the talent to really pull that off. And like I said, I think they're a team where they could be, you know, sitting in like a, you know, maybe they start the season like a three and three or something along those range, And then they, they look to go out and, and grab like an AB to just maybe hopefully put them over the top. But yeah, I mean, Adam Gase, I mean, I don't know if you're ranking coaches. He might be 32. <laughs> He might be 33. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah, I mean, I'd take the Chiefs offensive coordinator instead of him. I mean, you start going into coordinators who are probably better. Well, that Would we take Jay Gruden over him? <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny. I think is that, that, like I said, I, I think that division is just so weak. I, I think the Patriots, I, I don't want to hear it about their defense. They played a soft-ass schedule last year. Can we say ass on here, Mendy? Go ahead. All right, cool. You can edit it out later. But we got to, <laughs> I mean, they play a soft schedule, or they played a soft schedule last year. I mean, the defense is going to be solid, but if you look at that offense, you know, the Patriots are struggling. The Dolphins are still, I, though I think they're going to improve rapidly um, with the picks that they picked up in the development. Um, but, you know, they're, they're still in a little bit um, of a transition. And then the Bills, I, I just don't trust the Bills. I mean, I, if, don't tell if me you that. Watch, if you watch Josh Allen, I mean, I, I hate all the comparisons. As a Ravens fan and a Lamar fan, and I see these comparisons from Lamar 
to Josh Allen. I mean, come on, man. That's like comparing like a fine steakhouse to like Hardee's. <laughs> it's not, it's just not happening, man. Like, you want to know what they both have in common? What's that? Both they haven't won. Well, they haven't won a playoff game. <laughs> that, well, oh that wow. Hey, Lamar's only 0 for 1. I'm not counting. He's 0 for 2. You get a free pass on that first year. That You know, they were running like some high school offense. They were lucky to be there. <laughs> I love to it. be we fair, it looked like Jack. Josh Allen wanted to lose that playoff game he was in. That's he true. <laughs> yeah. John, uh, give us your second bull prediction. Uh, Kareem Hunt will outperform Chubb uh, in PPR and maybe even not in PPR. Okay, okay. Like, we know how good he is in the passing game. And, you know, at the end of the season, he was already stealing uh, some work from Chubb uh, last year. So it may look more and more like a running back by committee than we expect. And then he just has that added bonus of being in the passing game. You know, John, uh, you're the one that's against any Chiefs that uh, beat the women that they uh – that they're caught on camera with, so I'm surprised that you're uh, supporting. Oh, that's, that's that's nice of you to bring up that his uh, his past. I wonder if you'll bring it up for anyone else, like Tyree Kill or. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but I had to get it in there. Uh, okay, I, I, it, it's a different take. I think obviously you're, it's going to look 100 percent right if Chubb gets hurt, but I think it's a nice. Uh, he is a, a very high PPR floor. And if he gets any kind of work in the running game, you know what talent he has. So, but I also like, think Kareem Hunt is an idiot. He told <laughs> he told a cop that he had been drinking and that he had marijuana in his car when he was pulled over. I don't know Honestly, if I see the best policy, Eric. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't complain with that. <laughs> All right, Eric, give us your next one. Uh, so my second one is Chase Edmonds will be a top twenty running back. And he's ranked running back 57 right now. I love Chase Edmonds, have always loved him, always will love him. So there's no David Johnson that frees about 100 carries from last year. Kenyon Drake, when he got traded, received about 66% of the team's carries. But in the eight games, he had three really good games, and two of them were weeks 15 and 16 in the fantasy playoffs. So I think that really built his stock up. But he's never received more than 170 carries in a season, even dating back to college. Chase Edmonds' only start last year, he had 29 touches for 150 yards and three touchdowns against the Giants. And if you look up that game, he just has a burst that I haven't seen for many running backs. Just a very quick first step. And he had 5.1 yards per carry last year. After that Giants game, he only received nine carries the rest of the year because he got a high ankle sprain. I think everybody that says, oh, Cliff Kingsbury is a one uh, running back type of guy. He's been in the NFL for one year. So for running back 57, I love his value. And I think Ken, or Chase Edmonds will be a top 20. I think people call Cliff Kingsbury a nice house type of guy, too. Oh, beautiful house. Um, <laughs> I don't see that happening unless Kenyon Drake gets hurt. Because they they've... He's not like he did anything to lose the job last year, and you would think that they're gonna probably give him the lion's share of the work. This is, this is why it's bold. Fair enough. All right. Any uh, matter and John? Any thoughts on that one? I just don't like it. I don't have any numbers or anything, but I don't like the take. <laughs> Watch that game against the Giants, and you'll fall in love. And maybe, yeah. maybe I, maybe I really like him because that's what helped Jason finish in last. And having to do his punishment. 
There. Well, okay, he so hasn't it, done it yet, so. My yeah, next that's one. Why a, that's why it's a bold prediction. I mean, if it wasn't. That's true. If it was what everybody else thought. Very true. How about this one? Next one. This one's for you, Mattern. Hayden yeah. Hurst, top five fantasy tight end this year. Uh, he has a tendency. Uh, he worked right now. He is uh, his uh, offensive coordinator is Dirk Cutter, the former Tampa Bay coach. And he has a tendency to incorporate tight ends a lot in the passing game, which his first year last year was, was Austin with Austin Hooper. And you saw he had a career year. And last year, Austin Hooper in 13 games had 97 targets and 75 catches. That's with missing three games. And I would think that he's going to see Hayden Hurst, the starting tight end, is going to see maybe at least two-thirds of those looks, which in a full 16-game season is going to be close to 100 targets. And, Madden, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he's, he's pretty athletic, isn't he? Like he's, a, he's pretty agile. He runs pretty fast for a tight end, right? He's, he's actually very fast. They, he caught a bomb last year against the Bills, and he was clocked at over, like, I mean, it, it was like wide receiver speed. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they, when they, you know, how they always focus in on the player and say how fast they were running to max speed. I mean, he was at, like, wide receiver speed when he when he was crossing the goal line. Um, so, I mean, he's he's definitely fast. He's just, there's some durability issues. He, he definitely, you know, he had two years with the Ravens, didn't really play much in, in the first season. Um you know, he's got red hair, so you can't trust him for that. Can't trust <laughs> gingers. Yeah, you can't trust him. I mean, and long red hair at that. So, um, and on top of that, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he's, like, closing in on, like, 50 years old. So, um, <laughs> he, you know, because he was one of those late college guys coming out. But, but no, in all seriousness, I mean, he's a fast dude. He's athletic. But um, I think, like, his his route running has come into question at times. Um I think also his drive. I think that they don't. He, I've heard, uh, you know, rumors go around. Uh, you know, you never know how true those are. That like his his um, his drive just is wanting to be the best, wanting to work hard. That he's kind of like a go through the motions type of cat, and that's basically why he got his job taken from him from Mark Andrews. Was you know Andrews just goes in there and works his tail off, always going to Lamar for extra reps and whatnot. So. Well, I also feel like the Ravens like their tight ends to be able to block someone. I feel like Hayden Hurst wasn't really a blocker. He liked to be a receiving tight end. And I feel like in, with the Falcons, um, Lamar's a better overall quarterback. But I feel like at least right now, Matt Ryan's a better of a passing quarterback. And he's going to a, a team that likes to air the ball out. He's athletic. If, if maybe he has a chip on his shoulder, uh, thinking a former first-round pick, everybody's going to forget about me. Maybe that kicks him into gear, makes him want to work hard. And right now, their number three is Russell Gage, who I know is a sleeper in some people's circles. But you got Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, who are going to be the top two guys getting catches. But who's to say that he can't be that third most targeted guy outside of those two? Which, again, last year was 97 targets in 13 games from Austin Hooper. So that's that's kind of why I'm like, look, if he stays healthy, maybe the trade gives him a little chip on his shoulder. I don't think they're going to ask him to block as much. Um, I think they have a backup tight end that does more blocking. I just can't think of his name. But I do think if he were to, to come back motivated and he has he has the passing volume, he has a quarterback that can get him the ball, uh, I see top five upside for him. Yeah, you're right about the blocking, too. He, he was definitely a liability in uh, pass blocking. Um, so, yeah, you're spot on. And, and you know what? Like Eric said earlier in the show, uh, I mean, they're, that's definitely a shootout type of division. So he, he's going to be going out for some passes because you're going to have a lot of games that are – 40-something to 30-something, you know, 70, 80-point totals. 
um, you know, for some of those games. So, you know, if you think about the other teams that are in that division. So, yeah, he could get a lot of action. I could definitely see him. Yeah, I, I agree. And Matt Ryan has been top three in quarterback attempts the past two years. And I know that they upgraded the running back position a little bit with Todd Gurley, at least on paper. But I think that that's Matt Ryan's team. And I think Julio is always going to be the focal point of the defense. You're either going to have your best corner on him or you're going to double him. So kind of like we saw with Austin Hooper, I don't think he's the most talented guy, but I think the opportunity in that offense, yeah, with top five upside, um, I like that prediction. Cool. Let's move to our last one then. And Madden, start us off. What's the last bold prediction? Uh, my last bold prediction that Dak will be the third best fantasy tight end, or excuse me, Jesus, Dak will be <laughs> the third best um, fantasy quarterback in you know, all this talk about tight ends, eh? but in football this year, I think he's top three. I think Lamar and Mahomes are still going to be one and two, um, but I think Dak definitely slides in at a very close three. I think he's going to rack up some points. I mean, I think when you look at um, the commitment that they've made to Amari Cooper, um, you know, who started to fall off in Oakland, Vegas, whatever we want to say, you know, sorry, John, but, you know, fell <laughs> off, made the trade, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just had some new life again. Still um, wildly yeah. inconsistent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I, you know, watched him in plenty of games. I mean, the drops were just incredible. Um, but really just upgrading at the wide receiver position, um, committing to Cooper, upgrading in the draft. I mean, everybody knows that Zeke, um, as long as he keeps his head on right, Zeke's going to be fine. That line is still decent. I mean, I don't see – he's got so many weapons. And most importantly, I think he's definitely got that chip on his shoulder. And I, th I think he wants to prove that he's worth that money. Because I think right now, you know, everybody's, everybody is saying, well, I don't know, I'd give him top 10 money, but I wouldn't give him top money. But, you know, he, let's face it, all these guys saw Mahomes get the Brinks truck. So, I mean, he <laughs> – you know, I, I think he's going out with something to prove. Just says, "Hey, I'm I'm a 35 to 40 mil a year guy too." Um, and kind of bold prediction four, if I could slide it in there. Yeah, go ahead. I think the Cowboys actually win the Super Bowl this year. No, yeah, that's my prediction. That's my bold prediction. Do I want it to happen? But I think the Cowboys win. I think that division is soggy as all can be. I think they're going to rack up five maybe even six wins in that division i think they take it um i think they get themselves maybe a two, you know maybe a two seed they slide in there and i think that they have a chance to go to the super bowl wow man wow that that, that may be the spiciest one you gave yeah. yeah i figure it's a fantasy show so i'll stick to you know, <laughs> two out of my three or the uh you know, we're based around fantasy numbers and whatnot. But, you know, I figure while we're talking about Dak, I might as well slide my bold prediction to the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl in there. No, nah, I like it. Yeah, that, that is, that's as bold as it gets right there. Um, Eric, what's your third one? So uh, talking about playoff teams, the Packers won't make the playoffs this year. I like uh, that. Coming off a 13-3 and three year, I think that their record is actually better than they were. They went eight and one in one score games, which I think is highly, highly unrepeatable. They lost Brian Balaga and Blake Martinez, and they didn't really draft an impact player in the draft until the fifth round. They took Jordan Love with the first pick, who's probably going to be sitting unless John has him uh, coming in for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> A.J. Dillon, I think, is, is going to be a good change of pace back, but I don't think is going to be the starter right away. There was even reports of friction 
between Rodgers and LaFleur last year when they were winning. And I think the 49ers kind of exposed the Packers' weakness, have a really good defensive line or send the pressure and blitz, and don't give Aaron Rodgers a lot of time because his only target is Devontae Adams. I think they're a team that's really going to regress to maybe a 6-10, and 7-9 or nine team. You're not an Alan Lazar believer, Eric? I mean, I'm a believer in him for fantasy purposes, but uh, is, is our team's going to be afraid of him? Probably not. Well, I mean, they did have Thanksgiving dinner together, Eric, so maybe they're going to be working on secret routes. Oh, but you know, Roger's also torn because him and Danica broke up, so. Ooh. Did I, did I just break that news on the pod? I, I assumed no. every <laughs> I, I have TMZ notifications to my phone, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John, what's your last prediction? Uh, I have Baker Mayfield as like a 25 or worse quarterback this year. Oh, I think it's going to be really bad. Uh, They got the fantasy-wise and in general. (laughs) They have the the new head coach who was very run-heavy in Minnesota with great ride receivers, so why wouldn't he do it with great ride receivers in Cleveland? Um, So like Minnesota, they're going to run effectively. They're going to run heavy. The main difference is Mayfield isn't as efficient or careful or necessarily as consistent as Cousin is. Plus, it's a completely new offense for him to learn in this COVID environment. So I think he has a really bad year next year, and his, his seat gets hot. Well, you tied into your other bold prediction pretty well with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, it's all about I see what you're doing. <laughs> it's going to be Case Keenum and Kareem Hunt leading that team. <laughs> like everyone expected. Wow. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't imagine the Ravens defense feasting on Case Keenum. I don't even know if I could watch that. Oh my god. <laughs> Ravens defense, bold prediction number five. Number one <laughs> in the NFL. Hey, you know what? I, any team that Calais Campbell's on has a good defense. That's yeah, why I'm yeah. like really scared. Well, if you watch anything about our offseason, I mean, we already have what might be the best secondary in football. I mean, literally our entire draft was just the Derrick Henry draft it was like this cannot happen again <laughs> you know i mean so, you know i saw somebody the other day you know all these madden ratings have been coming out and they had um earl thomas you know all his ratings for power hit power all this stuff and somebody said well what's his lead blocking ability and it was a picture that picture of him <laughs> from behind from derrick henry i'm like oh man that hurts my soul I mean, I, I'm interested for the before I go to my blast bowl prediction. I'm interested to see how the Ravens are going to combat if they're down because that was their problem last year. They just were leading and just ran the ball a bunch. If they're down 21 points, do they have the offense that they can use to, to catch up? Well, and that was the most frustrating thing about that playoff game. I mean, just sitting there in the stands, everybody's saying, why are we? I mean, the entire first half and, it, you know, even into the third, well into the third quarter. I mean, we were only down by a score or two. You know, I mean, you didn't need to abandon what we did, but I mean, for some reason, we decided that you know Mark Ingram only needed four carries that game and it, and whatnot. I mean, uh, we just completely went away from everything, and maybe that's what happens. You know, when you panic and you're not in that used to be in that situation. Especially so. puzzling because it's not like they didn't put up forty points every game running yeah. it, running the ball like it. You no, know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could have gotten hot in that second half and and put up you know three, four touchdowns. I mean. You know, but it's not like the Titans defense was that amazing or anything. But I mean, that, you know, I don't know. It's tough, but I wonder this year. You guys ready for this last one? 
The Chiefs are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions. That's not bold, <laughs> so I wouldn't say that one. It's also false. Jackson Mahomes is going to do a new TikTok dance. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes will notice me on Twitter in the next year. <laughs> no, I would hope that's not bold either. But, all right, the Washington football team Ooh. will make the playoffs. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that is that's spicy. I David, I like Chase Young and I like Dwayne Haskins, but there's just too much going on right now. All right, well, so let me let me, let me break it down for you guys. So you got to start with the huge bounce back year everybody's expecting from friend of the pod Darius Geis, who, if you guys watch his Instagram videos and his workouts, he looks extremely quick and healthy. Uh, you look at the end of last season. They kind of they finished out not too bad. They got rid of their horrible GM. Their defense looks as good as any defense out there now that they've added Chase Young to an amazing D-line. Um, their O-line is, is decent enough where Dwayne Haskins will have time to throw. You have Antonio Gibson, who they're saying is going to be like a Christian McCaffrey, not necessarily in that class, but they're going to use him that kind of way like a, as an offensive weapon. Gandy, uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden is basically getting hyped up as a really, really good number two receiver to scary Terry. And then Dwayne Haskins, who I was not high on until uh, Darius Geist talked to us and said that you all need to wait and watch what he's going to be doing this year. And then you watch him. He's working out with Antonio Brown, Cam Newton, Chad Ochocinco. He's working out with some of the top big names in the league. And I feel like if you're a nobody or you're not relevant, you're not going to be good. Those type of guys aren't going to want to work out with you. But if you're actually like making huge progress, that's why he's throwing to those guys. And I think that now he's in year two of the same system that he can actually get down. I, I um, I, it was weird writing this out, um, but I, I'm like, you know, the pressure's off of them. Everybody's expecting them to be bad this year. They're they went through all this turmoil. It's like. Why can't they just go under the radar and win eight games and win nine games and then sneak in as a wild card, you know? Well, David, nine games over the Super Bowl champion Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> well, David, your point of him working out with Antonio Brown, Cam Newton, and Ocho Cinco, as a month ago, all three of them were out of the league, so it's not like they have other people to train with. <laughs> well, that's fair. I, I should have done more research because there was a lot more guys that he worked out with that were actually, like, good. But I just it was too lazy to look up who they were. But dude, I don't Bad care. He's working out with Jesus. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> he was not any good last year. I mean, just the church. I mean, I think he'll improve this year, Haskins. But uh, I mean, just I agree. There's so much going on in that organization. I mean, and with I know we haven't even really brought this up with that scandal and all that's going on. There's more to come out of that. There's no way that it's done with just oh well, this happened with some no. There's going to be more that's going to come out of that in the next couple months. Do you think I Dan think Snyder sells the team? Let's say that again. I'm sorry. Do you think Dan Snyder has to end up selling the team? <laughs> I, I think it's a possibility. Stuff. I mean, there's no way that the NFL and their brand is going to sit there and let um, and and just let this be one of their representations, especially a you know big team like you know historic team like the Redskins. You know, we're not talking about the Jaguars. We're not talking about you know, the Chargers, teams like that. I mean, we're, you know, big team. That's fair. I, I mean, I agree. There's definitely going to be more repercussions, but that's that's kind of, again, why I'm like, you know, when the season does start, I would think that stuff's going to be in the rearview mirror another couple more months down the road. And that's why I'm like, maybe they'll sneak up on people with everybody's expecting them to be bad. And a lot of these teams, when they don't have a target on their back, are able to, to thrive. 
So that's, I mean, it's obviously bold. I, I don't, <laughs> I, like if you were asking me to, to bet something serious on it, I wouldn't, but I, I could see it. Just the kind of low-key offense that they're building, and they already have a, a really stacked defense. So I'm, I'd be interested, as long as, if Haskins develops anywhere near what people are hyping him up to, that's why I'm like, okay, maybe there's a possibility. But with that being said, let's move to our next segment, our question of the week. And, John, who are we not sponsored by this week? We're not sponsored by the Music Choice Channel. Um, a lot of people forget that it exists, but it's there, and it's got variety. It's got today's top <laughs> hits, the 2000s top hits. It's got reggae. It's got anything you need. There's about 80 channels. I only have, you know, 100 channels on my uh, basic cable, and 80 of them are Music Choice. So we are not sponsored <laughs> by Music Choice. <laughs> that sounds super depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our question this week is, what is the worst thing your significant other could ask you while watching your favorite football team play? So, Madden, you're the guest. Lead us off. Honestly, I, I probably thought long and hard, longer and harder about this than I did some of the bold predictions. <laughs> um, and everybody's going to go with, like, I feel like, like the common answer is, like, oh, can you help me with this? Can you take out the trash? I'm looking at it from this way. Like, what if, and I don't even know what, if I can say this on this podcast, but if she's giving me a hint, like, it's time to go upstairs, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Like, Lamar's driving. He's about to hit Mandrews, you know, and the, you know, bold prediction number one. I mean, now i got to make a choice, you know? <laughs> so, is so the answer is... or is it my wife, you know? Just just make sure your head's in the game when you go upstairs. Don't be <laughs> too much about Lamar or Andrews. <laughs> yeah. You got to commit one way or another. So, so we're died with what would be the answer then? What would you do? Well, I don't know. I'm just hoping it doesn't come up this season. So, <laughs> well, you know what? I, I guess I got a, a quick answer for that. You know, look, hit the pause button and then come that, back oh. down. And then you just yeah. can't check your phone because people are just texting you. Be like, oh, did you see that drive or whatever, right? Hey, it'll probably only take two minutes anyway. So I won't worry about it. I'll be back. <laughs> do it during the two minute warning. <laughs> uh, I should have had you go last. I don't know if any of us are topping that answer. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not dating someone, so I had to think about what a potential <laughs> girl would say. So any girls listening to this, feel free to slide in my DMs. But I feel like them saying, can we talk? Because then you're like, <laughs> like is this going to be serious? Are you going to break up with me? Do you want to ask me like something trivial? Like I feel like your mind just goes in a bunch of places, and you're like, wow, like I, I guess. What am I supposed to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> fair okay let's move to uh john what's yours so uh the raiders are not on the television uh, as much as i would like so i have to do sort of like i have to find some streams for them and with that they're never you know in line with what's actually happening they're always behind so i think at the end of a, a game or something if she's like oh sorry about the raiders or something if it was close and i still have like two minutes left i'd be like, damn <laughs> oh that is <laughs> bad. That'd be pretty bad like oh sorry sorry about the raiders game and then I'm, oh we're tied right now <laughs> so when i took this question i was like it definitely can't be a chore because i was like i could do the dishes i can take out the trash and i'd not miss a beat so I was like, in my mind, the worst thing I think they could do is if they were to ask you to listen to a story. And if you act like you're listening and they say, did you hear what I say? And if you say yes, then they'll be like, all right, well, what did I say then? And then you're, you're SOL because you're not going to be able to repeat it. They'll get annoyed at you and then you're in trouble. 
And then if you say, no, I wasn't listening to you, then they're still going to get annoyed at you. And then you're SOL. So I felt like it's a lose-lose situation if they actually ask you to listen to something. You listen with more than your ears, David. Yeah. <laughs> you Are show you bot from personal experience? Uh, sadly, yes. <laughs> you have to show bot. You have to show body language. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shake the head. No, but I'm the, I'm the master of that. But at the end of the day, if, if they test you on it, and Amanda's very savvy, so if they test you on it, like, like she knows if I'm actually listening and if I'm not listening. So I have to actually listen or I actually have to not listen. Like, I, I, I have to pick one. So either way, that, that – <laughs> It's it's a tough question. I think she knows better now than to usually ask me when the Chiefs are on TV, at least, because then otherwise I actually will listen. But if it's a Chiefs game, there's no chance. Anyway, let's move to our last segment, and that's our game of the week. And our game this week, we've got triple play fantasy Jeopardy. So this is how it's going to work. I've got categories, three categories, passing stats, rushing stats, and receiving stats. And we have 100, 200, and 300. All right. Nine questions. No, no final Jeopardy. We're just going to have the final score after the nine questions. Okay. So you have to buzz in. So how you? Good question. How you buzz in <laughs> is you just you just say your name, and the first name I hear said first will get Are the chance. Are you going to be it. a stickler if I don't answer it in the form of a question? <sighs> Man, you see, I, I was thinking I probably was going to be a stickler just to screw a couple people over. <laughs> But I, I will let it slide. Just try to remember to ask it. Can we go um, get negative? Much? Yeah, I was going to say, do we get negative if we lose? No, you don't get negative. It's, that's too much math. So we're going to just. <laughs> you know. So answer the question. If you get it wrong, obviously you're muted the rest of that question. Um, and again, 100, 200, 300. I've got the score on my phone. So are we ready for this? Yeah. Uh, say a name. John. What category are we doing first? I heard John. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, I picked the first category, don't I? I'll, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, passing stats for 100. Which player led the NFL in passing yards in 2019? Chris. Madam, what is it? Is it Jameis Winston? That is correct. Jameis right. Winston. Oh, I was thinking that. John, I was expecting that you would get that answer. I was. I was worried it was a trick. I got to get out of my own head that you're trying to trick people with these things. I thought that. I knew he threw for 5,000. You knew damn well that was somebody's bold prediction last year. <laughs> okay, so Mattern's got 100. You pick the next category. Uh, let's, go, let's keep going with the passing. Passing for 200. Jameis yeah. Winston threw 30 picks in 2019. Who was second? Eric. Eric? Philip Rivers. Big old X for you? No. Oh, we can't go negative? No. John. Baker Mayfield? <laughs> you didn't buzz your name in, but yeah. I said John. You didn't hear me. Oh, okay. That is correct. Baker Mayfield was number uh, two with 21 interceptions. Like I said, not as efficient or consistent as Kirk Cousins. All right, John, you pick the next one. Uh, let's just get rid of the passing category so we can start zoning in. All right. <laughs> Which player had the most 40-yard and higher yard completions last year? Ooh. 
Ryan. Oh, John. John. Go ahead. Ryan Tannehill. That is incorrect. <laughs> Interesting guess, though. Yeah, a lot of play action passes to AJ Brown. That's Eric. true. Eric. Deshaun Watson. That is incorrect. Oh boy. I'll. Uh, you got to buzz in. All right, matter. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna go with. I don't think this is right, but Drew Brees. That is incorrect. The correct answer was Dak Prescott with 16. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's like you picked all the Cowboys. So you just yeah. rode them. All right, uh, John, it's back to you again. We'll do uh, rushing for 100. This player led the NFL in rushing yards in 2019. Eric. Go ahead. Derrick Henry. That is correct. Nice. He had 1540, 1,540 rushing yards. Go ahead, Eric. Pick the category. Rushing yards for 200. Derrick Henry had 16 rushing touchdowns in 2019. Who was the other to have 16 rushing touchdowns? Eric. Go ahead. Christian McCaffrey. That is incorrect. You get a big old X. <laughs> I like how much pride you take <laughs> after he gets one wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the funnest ones to say wrong to. McCaffrey had more than 16, probably. He did not. Not rushing touchdowns. Oof. I'm this struggling on this one for some reason. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I know this is not right, but I'm going to throw out there. Matter. Sorry. I forgot my <laughs> um, my One of my Ravens, Mark Ingram. Not a bad guess, but that is incorrect. Did, I know he's up there. I know it's not 16, though. Did, did Dalvin Cook do it? Who are you? I don't know you. John. <laughs> You no, said Dalvin, Dalvin, Cook, Cook? Had, Dalvin yeah. Cook had 13, I think. That is incorrect. The correct David, answer. Aaron Jones. That is correct, yes, but it doesn't wow. count. between them two for me. All right, Eric, take the same back with you again. Rushing yards for 300. All right. It was rushing stats. Rushing stats. This player led the NFL in fumbles this past season. Ooh. Eric. Go ahead. Daniel Jones. Incorrect. I was thinking running back, but quarterback was a good one, too. Yeah, I didn't say it had to be a running back. Yeah. Like, oh. Could this also be Jameis Winston? It's a good guess, but that's incorrect. Uh. Good. Are you take a stab at it, John? I Well, I got definitely got to take a stab at it, but... I'm really struggling with taking a stab at it. <laughs> Just throw a name. <laughs> um, maybe Aaron Jones fumbled it too many times. That's incorrect. The correct answer, Matter, I'm surprised you didn't get this. Lamar Jackson had eight fumbles last year. Huh. That was going to yeah. be my next guess. If we, if we didn't lose them, I'm not worried about them. I, knew it, was a quarter, <laughs> I knew it was a quarterback. Yeah, he led the league with eight. They call them rushing fumbles on NFL.com, but yeah, he had eight. Right. Yeah, um, I think lost, though, was only like two or three. It really wasn't that bad. That's actually that's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Eric, back to you again. Uh, before you go, uh, we are through six questions. John leading with 200, and then Eric and Matter each got 100. We're and not doing back. well. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, an AFC East re- matchup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to go receiving stats 100. This player led the NFL in receiving yards in 2019. Eric. Oh, Eric just got it. Go ahead, Eric. Oh, Michael Thomas. That is correct. Nice. Oh, yeah. That was, that's probably an easy one as there was. He had 1,725 receiving yards. All right, Eric, pick one of the last two. Uh, receiving stats for 200. In 2019, Michael Thomas led the NFL with 185 targets. Who was number two? John. I just saw this the other day. John. DeAndre Hopkins? That is incorrect. Don't overthink it. Doesn't sound like they're doing much thinking at all. No, it's between it's between like two or three players for me. Oh boy. Uh Eric. Go ahead. Leo Jones. That is correct. Ooh. Ooh. Julio it's between, Jones. It's between him and Godwin for me. Julio Jones had 157 targets. Eric is now taking the lead at 400. However, if matter if you get this question right, you will tie for first place. We'll go to a playoff. John, if you get this question right, you'll win. Win outright. I like it. This player had the most 20 plus yard catches in 2019. Eric. Pattern. Eric. Uh, AJ Brown. That is incorrect. Wrong. <laughs> Matter, I guess you got Matt was second. second. Uh, I'll say Godwin. That is correct. Chris Godwin wow. with 25. All right, so we're gonna have to do a little playoff here, okay? Oh, playoff. I have, have a, I'll have a bonus question for you guys here. Are you making this up, or did you really have one prepared? I, I'm gonna really quickly on the fly give you one. <laughs> Matter, great guess. I was not expecting a tie. Okay, so I should have just la- gotten Aaron Jones, and then we, I would have won. I will tell you, it's gonna be a quarterback one because that's gonna be the first one's gonna pop up here. Okay. Matter, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> 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 All right, this is a good one. Are you guys both ready? Yep. Go ahead. This player led the NFL in total completions, quarterback-wise, total completions in 2019. Mattern. Mattern. Drew Brees? Incorrect. Ooh. Eric, you have a chance. I'm not going to give you all day, though. You've got 10 seconds. Matt Ryan. Wow. Walk-off victory. That was that was impressive. Wow. All right. Yes. It was correct. Matt Ryan? Yes. He yeah! had 400, 408 completions. Jared Goff was number two at 394. Really? Jared Goff? Yeah, yeah I would not have guessed that either. Pretty random. But that was a competitive game. Great game. Matter, man, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And, man, this was a blast, man. Thanks for coming on. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's always fun talking sports, talking football with you guys. Thanks. Yeah, man. That note sheet was pretty fire. I knew you, I knew you had some good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. Love, uh, love, the, love the Cowboys Super Bowl pick. Maybe I, I trust you enough to make a small bet right now. Just a small one. It's got to be a very small one. <laughs> maybe, start, <laughs> maybe start with the division and work your way up. <laughs> Well, guys, stay tuned for next week. We're bringing on Mike Clay from ESPN. He's going to come join us for some trade discussion. Until then, you guys stay safe, and we will catch you all next week.